Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Talking Sports with Evan. I'm Evan with Talison, and thank you so much for tuning in and watching or listening to the show wherever you get your podcast. I appreciate it, and I'm thankful for each and every one of you. Do want to say a thank you to Vince Beagle, who I had as a guest earlier this week. Great conversation with him. You can find it anywhere podcasts are found, as well as on my uh, Talking Sports with Evan Facebook page and YouTube, and on my Twitter feed or X or whatever they're calling it these days. It was a great conversation with former Badger and current NFL free agent linebacker Vince Beagle, and it was a great conversation to get his um, his input on the Aaron Rodgers injury because he's had his Achilles tendon issue uh, ruptured twice. And I think he had really good feedback on what to expect now for Aaron Rodgers with the injury. So thank you for that. And today's show going to preview Packers and Falcons, going to recap Packers and Bears and the good that stood out for me and some things that still need some work and you know, maybe pump the brakes a little bit on a few things, but let's enjoy it at the same time. And the Brewers step closer to the playoffs. They have uh, the the Cardinals are now officially eliminated from winning the uh, being able to win the division, which it's always a great thing when the Cardinals are eliminated from the playoffs and the the division. It's always a great thing. They officially eliminated today. But they're going to talk about the Brewers and what to expect coming up. Four and a half game lead over the Cubs. Five five in front of them in the loss column. And going to talk about the Brewers' upcoming schedule and what I think, uh, basically what the, I think is going to happen with the remaining schedule and the playoffs. It's pretty looking very good right now that they are going to make the playoffs and it's looking pretty good that they're going to win the division. So, but before I do go into that, um, just want to recap the opportunity that I got to do yesterday. So I am a big Wisconsin fan, big Wisconsin sports fan, especially Wisconsin Badgers. And one of the things that have been on my bucket list, especially since my dad passed away, because he was a big Badger fan as well and love Badger Volleyball. I love Badger Volleyball, too. I don't talk about it a lot because I don't know the sport as I – don't, I don't feel comfortable that I know the sport enough to really give it its, its – uh, I don't, you know, really give it its um, – what it deserves. So – but I do love the Badger, Badger sports, especially football, basketball, volleyball, hockey, whatever. I, I love Badger sports, and – they were the Badger volleyball team was in Milwaukee last night at Pfizer Forum, and I had the opportunity to go. It was my first uh, Badger volleyball game that I've ever been to. I've been to Parkside Volleyball. I've been to Rock Valley College Volleyball. Um, shout out to Ben Stalpy, who was the volleyball coach at Rock Valley when I was a student down there. And it, it's a fun sport to watch. It, it really is. It's entertaining. It's fun. And this match yesterday between Marquette and Wisconsin was very good. And Wisconsin, they they came out a little flat in the first set, got down a little early, came back to win. Uh, second set, they started out pretty well. Well, actually, no, sorry, Marquette 
came out and just jumped on them early. Um, and Wisconsin got a little hot towards the end of the set, but it was too little too late. And Marquette took the second set. The third set, Wisconsin came out hot. Marquette took took over, got it to match point, and Wisconsin fought back, um, stopping them for match point numerous times before finally winning the second set. And the, I mean the third set to go up two to one. And then they the fourth set, Wisconsin. Wisconsin remembered who they were. They're the number one ranked team in the country in volleyball, and they remembered who they were, and they just finally flipped that switch and said, you know what? We are going to show you who we are, and we are going to win this game. And they did. It was, and it was entertaining to watch. Marquette did. They played the best that they could, but unfortunately when you play for them, when you play a team like Wisconsin, you're overmatched. And their defense for Marquette was just incredible. The ball could never find anywhere to go through. And there were a lot of that should have been kills for Wisconsin that I don't know how they got how they got sent back. I, I honestly it was just great play for Marquette. But Wisconsin did get to win. It was fun to go to. I recommend if you are a uh, a sports fan and you have a college, a major well, if you if you have a smart, even if you have a smaller college, if you have a college in your city, go support the, the sports programs at that college. It's, and volleyball is a fun sport to watch, and I, I highly encourage and recommend that you all check that out. So, with that, um, hopefully, I can get to, to another game at some point. But like I said, it was fun to go to. Packers-Bears. The Packers beat the Bears 38-20, to and it's one of those games where the score was not as close as it as the final score showed. The Packers took complete control of this game, and Jordan Love definitely looked the part. He accuracy could have been a little better, 15-27, but he had three touchdown passes, uh, 245 yards, a big catch and run on fourth down to Aaron Jones where he tweaked the hamstring a little bit, and he may or may not play this week. And a screen pass before that, the one for a touchdown, Jones ended with two catch, <clears throat> two catches, 86 yards, and a touchdown and nine carries for 41 yards, and ended up with 11 touches. It would have been more than 11 if it wasn't for the hamstring issue. But offensively, the Packers looked good, and Luke Musgrave had three catches. Jaden Reed had two. Romeo Dobbs had four catches for two touchdowns. Some Samari Torre had two for 18. AJ Dillon had two for 17. So the Packers spread the ball out pretty well. And Patrick Taylor, five carries for 22 yards, getting a lot of the carries in um in mop-up duty. And the Packers, as I said, got the win. And it was a good one. Defensively. The Packers played well. Darnell Savage played a great game, probably his best game since being drafted by the Packers. And Quay Walker, a great game. Um, he was the Packers' highest-rated defender per Pro Football Focus, and he was he just played a great game and had a pick six in that game as well to really bury the Chicago Bears. Jair Alexander, another great, uh, good game as well. Keyshad Nixon and Rudy Ford left a lot to be desired at the safety and nickel corner position. 
But basically, the Packers won this game up front. Jordan Love barely got touched, if at all. And Justin Fields got hit a lot. He got hit often, a lot of pressures. Uh, The Bears allowed four sacks. Packers allowed one. The Bears allowed four sacks and a lot of uh, pressure from the Packers front seven, especially Rashawn Gary and Lucas Van Ness. So the Packers controlled the line of scrimmage. They dominated the line of scrimmage on both sides of the football. The offensive line played great. The defensive line played great. And the Bears just couldn't get any rhythm going offensively. And I know part of it is it's the Bears. The Bears aren't very good. I said last week that the Bears roster isn't that good, and they didn't look good this week either. So, But either way, winning is hard in the National Football League, and the Packers got to win, and you can't take that away from him and uh, from them. And this week they got the Atlanta Falcons, which I'm going to get to in a moment. But a couple of things that stood out to me that they need some work is, and I say this with him being one of the my favorite players on the team. And he seems personally seems like a great guy, but AJ Dillon needs to do better. 13 carries for 19 yards and two catches for 17 yards is not good enough. 13 carries for 19 yards is definitely not good enough. That's 1.5 yards per carry. With that said, though, the Packers also have to get the ball into Dillon's hands playing to his strengths and doing a pitch play out of the shotgun play where nobody blocks the defensive end or the outside linebacker, whoever that was, that is not playing to AJ Dillon's strengths. You're, you're leaving him, you're leaving him, hanging him out to dry to take a unnecessary big hit when you do plays like that. And Matt LaFleur caught a great game. He did, but I don't think he quite knows and understands how to utilize a running back like A.J. Dillon. And his best numbers come in November and December, dating back to excuse me, his rookie year. Those are his best months, November, December. That's when he plays his best football, when he can just kind of wear you out and the weather gets cold. But we need to learn how to use A.J. Dillon a little better. And this week, the Atlanta Falcons come into town. The Falcons played last week against the, um, I forget who they played against. That's why I'm pulling it up right now. I should have had it up already, but I, I kind of was getting rushed to start the show so I could get to bed. The Panthers beat the Panthers 24-10, to 10, and the score seems impressive, but overall, the Falcons, the Falcons' offense um, struggled a little bit. They had 130 yards on the ground. They did average five yards per carry. Um, Atlanta's offense averaged 4.6 yards per play, uh, per play on 48 tries. They held the Panthers to 281 yards on 72 plays. Average of 3.9 yards per play. So the Panth- the Falcons' defense played really well. Offensively, they struggled. And when I look at this game against the Falcons, I see a game that's going to be, yards are going to be tough to come by. And Jordan Love may not have as special of a day as he did in week one, as it's going to be harder to come by, especially with Aaron Jones possibly not playing, or if he's not, if he is playing, 
nowhere near 100%. So that could be a problem for the Green Bay Packers. Um, Other potential issues will be your Christian Watson. Is he going to be ready to come back? And you have Romeo Dobbs, who was limited in the game last week, kind of on a pitch count last week. Is he going to be able to shoulder more of the, the load? And the Falcons have a good defense. They have a good front. They have a decent secondary. Packers' offensive line is really good. The, the Falcons' O-line struggled at times containing Carolina. I think it's going to be a problem once again um, as well. But when I look at the game, I think the Packers get the victory. It's going to be a low-scoring game, 17-10, 24-21 type game. Um, and it's going to be a low scoring slugfest with the Packers. I think it, uh, force Ritter to throw his first interception of his career and the Packers get the win the rest of the week, two games. It's too late to get my Minnesota Philly prediction in, but the Eagles are up 27, 14 right now. I did think that Philly was going to win that game prior to the game, but wasn't able to get that in time. I think the Ravens and Bengals, I think the Bengals get that victory. Tough game last week against the Browns. I think they come out refocused and energized at home and get that win. I think the Lions beat the Seahawks. The Colts beat the Texans in the battle of the rookie quarterbacks. The Chicago Bears get on the board with the win, beating Tampa Bay in a close slugfest. The Jaguars beat the Chiefs in a... Uh, very close finish. I think the Chiefs wide receiving core is just doesn't scare me right now. Um, I think the Bills beat the Raiders. The 49ers clobber the Rams. The Chargers beat the Titans. The Giants squeak by the Cardinals. And if the Cardinals can't get a win this week, I think they have a hard time getting a win at any point this season. The Cowboys beat the Jets. The Patriots uh, beat the Dolphins in an upset. It's in New England. I think the Patriots get the best of the Dolphins. I think the Broncos beat the Commanders. I think the the Saints beat the Panthers. The Steelers beat the Browns. That's how I think it goes this week in NFL action. And not going to spend too much time with you here. I'm going to wrap up with some Brewer stuff. The Brewers currently first in the division, four and a half games. They're guaranteed to finish now with a record of over 500. Now they have 82 wins, and they have some tough matchups coming up. They got the Nationals at home, uh, fan appreciation night on Saturday. Then they travel to St. Louis and play the Marlins again. They took three out of four from the Marlins this time, 12 to nothing on Monday. 3 to 1 on Tuesday. They lost 2 to nothing Wednesday and won 4 to 2 today. Roberto Clemente day tomorrow at Amfam Field and as I mentioned Fan Appreciation Day on the 16th. Then he traveled to St. Louis for 4, the Fish, the Marlins once again for 3 in Miami this time. And then you're home to close out the year against the St. Louis Cardinals and the Chicago Cubs to close out the close out the season. And as you may not, as you may know, or if you don't know, Sunday, October 1st, the Brewers 
first pitch against the Cubs is at 210. And that's going to be the starting time for every game in baseball that day. Every game is going to start at 210. Well, I should say start around 210, and they're all going to end around the same time. But the Brewers, if the starting pitching continues to dominate, Corbin Burns, Freddie Peralta, Brandon Woodworth have been just incredible. And the offense is able to do just enough as it was against the Fish. And it has been pretty much since the trade deadline, the Brewers have a chance to do some damage in the playoffs. So with that said, thank you so much for tuning into the show on Tuesday when I spoke with Vince Spiegel. Thank you for tuning into the show today. I appreciate each and every one of you. This is Talking Sports with Evan, and I will be back at you next week, hopefully, possibly, talking about another Packer victory, this time over the Atlanta Falcons. Have a great rest of your night and have a great weekend, everybody.